Stephen Byrne. Sound of the nation. Two FM. Check it. Come on, two. All right, it's time to catch you guys up on the week. Let's go. RTE. We spoke with some of the biggest stars in film and TV this week, including my favorite, Colin Farrell. So let's kick it off with that. He plays the penguin in the brand new Batman movie, which is out in cinemas this week. Here's what he had to say about the role, the prosthetics, and also his relationship with Barry Cohen. Colin, thank you so much for having a chat with us. Congratulations on this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was exactly what I wanted from a movie like this. Enough of a distinction from the past films that we've had and also a lot of nostalgia feelings in terms of bringing us back to movies that we've loved in, in the past at the same time for you. I mean, it's a big role to take on in that regard. And when they pitched it to you first, did you go, how? Well, I, I had no idea that it was going to look the way it ended up looking. I had, I really, I didn't think all the bells and whistles that were applied to the creation of the penguin were going to be applied. I had no, I, look, I just didn't know there was going to be prosthetics. There was no conversation about that. I just got the script and read it. And, and then I spoke with the writer director, Matt Reeves, about what he wanted to do. And he was very clear from the start that he wanted everything to be grounded. There was nothing really too fantastical about this world. It was going to be dark. It was going to be heavy. Um, and it was going to honor, he felt, his own version of what the original source material and the tone of the original source material of Gotham City and kind of more of a film noir than maybe past iterations. But when I saw what Mike Marino, the makeup artist, had designed for the Penguin, I got, I got off, awful giddy. Get out of there, cat. I was going to say, a lot of people, I think, when they see something, they'll be like, oh, all these hours in the makeup chair. But you are someone that I think would revel in it. I just have a feeling that you would love the hijinks of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sitting in a chair for four hours doing nothing might not be the most exciting way to start a day. But when you know what the result is going to be and that you're going to mm. look like that, and the makeup did most of the work for me. I mean, I, honest to mm. God, it's it was such an imposing, the, first the bodysuit and then the the, the, the the costume and then... You know, it was a 360 degree from top skull cap, comb over all the way down to here. And it was I was totally gone. I was totally buried. So it it was four hours at the start and then they got it down to two hours by the end. I mean, they had a little Mm -hmm. stopwatch every day and they were competing against themselves to try and shave minutes off. But it was it was a blast, man. And I'd never done that before. I'd never had such it's an incredible sense of freedom that you get freedom of articulation, of expression and movement and you know, from from 45 years of watching films and gangster films, particularly, you know, you're drawing, whether you realize it or not, you're drawing on a lot of the Mm -hmm. iconic things that you've seen and experienced as an audience member. So certain behavioral things and certain vocal things were, you don't want to, you don't want to say pilfered directly, but certainly inspired by things that I've seen. And those things that I've seen were given absolute license to be fully expressed once I went behind the makeup. Before the makeup, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do or yep. how I was going to move or feel or or gesticulate. Yep. And then once the makeup went on, man, we did a makeup test here in Los Angeles and took about six or eight hours. Went, yes, one, this is a, one of the most exciting days I've had in 20 years of doing this job. Obviously, you spoke to the rest of the cast about seeing you for the first time, but what did your sons think when they saw you for the first time? Or did they? <laughs> yeah, Henry came out. Oh, look, I, I saw a quote that said he was, I said he was horrified. I meant horrified in a good way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like in a good way, but it, but it is, it was quite unnerving. It was unnerving for me to have a look yeah. at it for the first time. Um, and yeah, it was just, he was, uh, he was very excited. He was very yeah. excited about the whole prospect because he loves this world and he loves Henry's generation of, of Batman films are obviously the Chris Nolan mm. films, you know, and he loves them. The Dark Knight with Heath is his favorite film in the world, you know. 
Completely. Don't want to go into too much of it, but another son, I guess, in your life now, almost, it has become Barry Keown. Uh, what is it like to be on another project with him? And then, of course, you spare you know, some of your lockdown with him as well. Do you feel sort of like a mentor to him now in many ways? Uh, not really. I, 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 I would avoid the mantle of mentor at all costs. <laughs> um, way too much responsibility. But uh, I love Barry. Yeah, we do. I, I, yeah. And I just think he's a cracking young fella and i think the fact that he's with us the fact that he's alive never mind alive and mm -hmm. and doing and addressing and engaging with life the way he is and the work that he does and i see him with people on the set and how he is with others on the set and all and he's he's magic you know he's 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 just a cracking young man and i, I just wish him the best apart from being an extraordinary actor look there's a lot of extraordinary actors in the world and barry's one of them but um he's an extraordinary human being and i just have such kind of hopes for him and for the for the meaning and the peace of mind and the sense of adventure uh, that he'll be able to live in for his the rest of his days I hope you know he's just mm -hmm. I love him love him to bits sure yeah we worked on Mark McDonough's film out west yeah. there last year yeah it was yeah. great great we lived together for a while i mean i wouldn't share i wouldn't share i wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be sharing digs with him now for too long do you know what i mean did, did you buy him an abracadabra or <laughs> a bit of a mess when you get in there in the morning and there's fucking there's knives on the floor with butter on it and, and crumbs everywhere and you know tea bags in the sink and all that shite you know you get a bit long in the tooth for when you're 45 but it was actually great it was a bit like mtv's real world you know the smaller version of <laughs> I can't wait for it and I can't wait for the world to see this dude it's always a pleasure congratulations you did a one hell of a job one thanks hell of a Steve. job. Well great done. to see you man all the best you too, dude. one of my favourite shows on TV for the last number of years has been The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel starring the one and only Rachel Brosnahan as Midge and also Alex Borstein as Susie her manager I got to talk to the two of them about season four, working during COVID, and also what we can expect from their relationship on screen this time round. Guys, congratulations on this season and everything else that's come before. I am so happy to be back in this world again, as I'm sure you are after the break that we had. So um, how did it feel that first day getting back on set and um, just, I guess, coming back to the to your family, Rachel, and, and, and being around the people that have made what we can only consider now to be, I, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful shows on television. It was amazing. Uh, one of the first scenes that we shot this season was a scene that had almost everyone in it. Alex, I think you were mm. maybe the only person missing that day. Um, but I mean, that first table read was so incredible. We had seen each other a little bit on Zoom and you know kept, kept in touch, but we'd not been together in the same space for what, a year, a year and a half, I guess, at that point. Um, it just, it was a much needed boost. It was fun. We laughed a lot. And, and I hope that we can give that gift back to our audience this year. It's been, it's been a wacky and tough couple years. And mm -hmm. so I think for us, it just felt like much needed wind in our sails. I think it's just a joy to be back with the characters. I think in in every sense, when I do come back to the show, it just feels safe in in a way. You feel safe because you're back with these people. Um, for you, Alex, I mean, the relationship between obviously Susie um, and Miriam is so is so great, and even we see it in the opening trailer for this season as well, where you know it's uh, let's change the business. What is it for you 
when you guys just get to to be in a scene together and and how much joy is is involved in that because one of the greatest things about this show is the writing it is just constantly surprising you on every on every um every single uh, episode be it the monologues or, or anything else but it's the interactions between the characters for me that really shine so when you guys get together what is that like in those scenes yeah it's nice it's like uh, we have a shorthand and while we know what to expect from each other we're, it's still always there's moments that surprise you or or things that Rachel will do that'll take your breath away or give you pause so it's it's nice that you it's there's a confidence and knowing what I'm going to get but there's always something new and that's that's a credit to the writing too that there's a new layer every time um but yeah we also we we can kind of bank on how a day is going to go when it's us in that diner and and we know okay we're going to have really great opening when we do it the wide shot together and then we're going to move into coverage and I'm going to fall apart uh, I'm going to fall apart for a little bit and then get really mad. And then once I get really angry, it's going to get good. And then Rachel's going to do it and be perfect, but think it's not perfect. So we'll do it six more times. Um, mm. So like that's, you know, we kind of know yeah, our rhythm and our routine. And, and what a, a number of shows, you know, even the greatest ones don't get is awards sometimes. But you guys from the outset were, were right there with it. How much of a, a confidence builder was that? for you guys in in terms of leading on with the series and, and knowing that you were going in the right direction and that everyone was on your side be it the audience but also you know the industry everything else i think more than anything it's a little t- makes it more terrifying because i need to <laughs> yeah. find out oh people are watching this <laughs> um yeah and then you feel like you have to live up to like oh god i i don't want them to realize they made a mistake and they probably, you know, yeah, I think it just adds more pressure. I don't know. Mm. And for you, when it comes to the comedy, um, how confident are you within that now, Rachel? Are you, do you feel like a comedian yourself or, because in terms of before, you hadn't done much in, in that regard, but had you, did you surprise yourself in many ways, but also at the same time, do you feel the confidence within that and then on the stage as well? Uh, confidence would not really be the word. I'm always <laughs> You're great. You're great. <laughs> to absorb a little bit of that from from Midge and and her confidence. Yeah. But, um. But in terms, it's a lovely way you phrase that. Like, do you ever surprise yourself? It's been nothing but that from day one. Mm. Learned so much that I never thought I'd really have the opportunity to do. I've I've grown and stretched as as an actress and. And just when I just when I might be on the brink of starting to get comfortable, Amy throws some psychotic curveball at me and petrified all over again. And and that's the dream. You know, nobody gets into this because they're well adjusted and normal. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and say the dream is to feel like terrified at every moment. And uh, and it's been awesome. <laughs> um, and also everybody talked about the COVID umbrella. Uh, you had it around you all the time against onset to stay safe in that regard. And as far as I know, there was no shutdowns as well with COVID in terms of production. So congratulations on that. Um, is it something that you were kind of just constantly like, what, what is this? What are we doing? It's going to be one of those things. Those paparazzi shots are going to be in some <laughs> museum when humans combine with androids and are looking back on human history. It's going to be a real moment in time. I will say by the end of the season, it served its purpose. It kept me safe. Yeah. It surrounded me safe. You know, that little HEPA filter at the top worked hard and our mm. COVID team was an amazing support for us. 
Uh, but by the end of the season, I wanted to throw that thing into the Hudson. <laughs> Noted, I think, by a lot of people by seeing some of their favorite TV shows coming back because it means the world's returning to a little bit of normality. So congratulations on this. I think it's a much needed thing within this year. And um, like I said, it's something that I hope personally goes on for as long as it possibly can. So congratulations. Party. All right, finishing it up with this, Vikings Valhalla. It is out on Netflix right now. 24 episodes for you to dive into. And the best thing about it is you can snoop around and be like, oh, I recognize that place. Oh, look at that. Because they shot it all in Wicklow, just like the last season as well. I got to talk to some of the cast all about it. You're going to love these guys. Caroline Henderson, who plays Jarl Estrid, and Frida Gustafsson, who plays Freitas. They're just so much fun. And you can tell that they had the best time ever working here making this series hopefully this lasts as long as the last season last series did set 100 years after the last show this is a spin-off that does it right here's what they have to say oh so much we love it we love it we love our home away from yes. home yes yeah no we're guessing what what was your morning like do you off to bray for a coffee were you getting uh, yeah i you know i i got dragged with sam corlett i don't know if you've sp- spoken to him yet about his morning swims he made me come sometimes sometimes i did not come because i like sleeping but we did the morning swim on you know pretty often um but it's just so gorgeous you know you wake up and you see the sunrise and you're in this beautiful coastal town you know of graystones and get a coffee you know at the fat fox it was great yeah i love yeah. it that is I amazing the i the fact of being picked up you know like in the morning and you don't have to i mean somebody picks you up gives you a cup of tea tells you what to do tells you what to wear and then you just look at this amazing sort of uh, nature yeah i loved it perfect <laughs> that is incredible i grew up in bray so i am uh, oh, okay. someone who was just from around the corner and when it came to it as well i mean you've got that gorgeous scenery did caroline soundtrack it ever we did have well, a running there gag on set though we did have a running gag on set that we were making secretly behind the scenes valhalla la 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 the musical so we had moments of us just kind of like breaking into our like okay and singing it was so much fun because there's a lot of good singers on the set actually yeah uh like leo johannes i mean a lot of they're really great singers yeah so we did some really funny stuff i mean it must be a very easy world to get stuck into because when you look around one the scenery like we mentioned just brings you straight there but also the costumes um do you remember the first time that you saw each other in your civilian clothes that you didn't see each other in costumes for the first time and you were like oh that's what you look like well I think it's funny I think out of everyone you know Caroline she's this, you know amazingly gorgeous woman and and Jarl Håkan is also incredibly gorgeous and here she's regal you know walking around with her dress and she's got this beautiful golden details in her hair Whereas I'm more on the other side, running around with like mud and blood sticking to my clothes because there's like remnants of someone's like heart that I ripped out. So I think out of like the transformation, it's just maybe mine is the biggest because I come in and, you know, we take away a lot of my features and we, you know, put a lot of shit on. So yeah, yeah we actually, just it was the other the way around yeah. because we saw each other like civil first. And we actually, I think the first time we met each other, because uh, this like COVID, COVID, so we did all the readings on Zoom. But when we met each other, wasn't that the day where we actually had like all black and Chanel bags? Yeah. 
and yeah. we didn't even so we were like oh my god I really yeah. like you because yeah. we were sort of wearing this <laughs> and then we got into costume and it's like yeah I, I, I see that but sort of the first time we went we almost had the same outfit <laughs> yeah. so funny soul sisters from day one yeah soul sisters do you, do you get the script for this first and then do they give you a lot of homework to go this is what you need to learn about the time this is what was going on or is that kind of on you to kind of look around and, and really dive into it if you so choose it's really up to you you know as an actor some people don't like to know about the historical characters some people really do some people you know feel that you know if you spend too much time doing your research you know you're scared you might not honor them the way that people want it to be for us you know we're mostly fictional so it was a bit easier for us, the research was more on, you know, the time and there's all this interesting things, interesting research coming about how it actually was for Viking women and how much Vikings traveled. So we could lean onto that kind of current research and be a little bit freer in creating our yeah. character. And I binge this all in one go. Are you guys bingers or are you space it out and let's like watch this over no. a few weeks? No, I'm a binger. <laughs> Goodbye, coming out Goodbye. like this with a goblin yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, before we go, can I get one more Viking? La 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 la. The sound of the nation. Stephen Byrne on 2FM.